Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 19 of the Photography Q&A podcast. Okay, so this week we've got a, another message and it's from Elizabeth in London. Hello, I'm speaking today from London, England. And I would like to know, well, here it is. I have some crowns and some other jewellery that I would like to get rid of. And I was wondering which is the best way to photograph them so I can sell them on eBay. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, so Elizabeth seems to have a few crowns and some spare jewellery knocking around that she wants to take pictures of. Not sure whether eBay's the correct place to sell it, but whatever. All right, so basically we need to know how to do a product shoot. The two that you're going to be more interested in, there are others, you know, for, for instance, like, car sales that kind of thing we're not going to get into the the big stuff we're just doing the small shoots that you can do at home or in a studio so the two types of products that i'm going to cover are lifestyle products and still products so a still product shoot something that's inanimate and it's not going to move both of these types you can do for yourself or you can even sell it commercially which is the main aim of this really you want to be doing it commercially and make some money now this is one type of photography that you can practice and perfect on your own, no customers, no input from anyone else. You can just do it all on your own at home or in a small studio if you've got one and you don't have to offer it for sale until you've perfected it. It's very easy to practice, learn how to use your lights. It's a good way to make money. Okay, so let's start with lifestyle products. Shooting products basically that enrich your customer's lifestyle and tell a story. These are the images that you want to create. An example is hand cream. Think of all the hand cream ads online and in magazines with a model holding up a jar of cream or putting the finger into the cream and about to put it onto the hand. The background is usually a room. The pictures are being taken in a bedroom or a bathroom. They are not done normally with a plain color in the background. Lifestyle photographs can include a model using the product in a regular day-to-day -day setting. It can also just be the product in the setting that it would normally be used, such as a bottle of wine, say, on the table in a restaurant. Like the storytelling aspect of these images is the most important thing. Think of all the watch and perfume ads that you see on, well, even on TV, in magazines online, where they show the product with a, a good-looking model in a luxurious setting. They are getting you to want that lifestyle and your way of getting to that lifestyle is by buying their product. So if you're doing a shoot, say for a local winery, get some models in there sitting around the table with glasses of wine. Don't have them just looking at each other like there's a big problem in their lives. They need to be laughing and smiling. And this is exactly the same for personal branding. You don't see pictures of executives in personal branding pictures where they're looking miserable they're normally on the phone laughing big smile on the face they're portraying a good time and that is what you want to do with lifestyle products if you're using a model if not you're going to just put the product that you're trying to well, i was going to say push but you're not pushing it you're just helping the company sell more of it but you want to put it in a position that is um, relevant to the product 
All right, so we're going to go with still product shoots. These are uh, your easiest start. You don't need models. You don't need to be on site. These are normally done in a studio using a backdrop. They can be done in your living room if you're shooting small things. You don't have to have a big studio. Your studio can cover an area of four feet by four feet, I guess. This is generally for products only, and it's stuff that people sell on Amazon, eBay, Etsy. Maybe a company's got a catalogue, an online catalogue they want to update. The obvious one there as well is advertising. Now, depending on the size of the product that you're going to use, you can go from some small things in small light boxes. They do medium-sized light boxes too. A light box is basically a, a one side's taken out of a, a structure that looks box-shaped. The one side that's taken out is where you take your picture from. Uh, generally, the sides are translucent and you have flashlights or constant lights on the outside shining through the translucent uh, walls and you have a white backdrop inside it so that when you take the picture the white backdrop is just pure white it just looks like the image is floating i will say that light boxes are a little bit restrictive but they're great for small things you can get away with one light a lot of times like i used to set up with a, a table it was actually an old coffee table with some white vinyl on it and I had a small backdrop stand that I'd set up behind it with the white backdrop coming down and over the the vinyl. You place your small items or whatever size item you want on there and set my lights up around it very close to it and shoot away. And just keep playing until I got exactly what I wanted. Now light boxes are good for stuff like jewelry, um, watches, anything tiny, anything small. I've seen some guys shooting with online with some bigger light boxes with vases and larger items but you really don't need a light box you can shoot through umbrellas will work great on most things now one of the other things with light boxes some of them actually come i've got one with an led ring light built in and you shoot through the hole into the box at your subjects and the led ring light around it lights the subject which i thought was a good idea at the time but the led lights are just not strong enough so I, I use it for some things, it works okay, but you really need to uh, pull a few sides down and get some proper lights in there. So do you shoot handheld or on a tripod? Now if you're shooting a, a still product, you really should shoot with a tripod. Like in one of my previous podcasts a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I mentioned that I'd done a shoot and I handheld mainly because I was in a rush and I couldn't find my tripod. But you should shoot on a tripod. A good thing to go with the tripod is using live view when you're doing this. Now, if you're working with a model during a lifestyle shoot, don't use a tripod. You want to be moving around, getting different angles, talking. It's a lot easier to work and you can work a lot faster. For still products, you've definitely got to have it on the tripod and you need to turn off the autofocus. If it's on a tripod, and you're shooting little items, small items, turn off the autofocus on the side of your lens, not in the camera, on the lens. You turn off the autofocus and you focus it with the focusing rings on the lens and you'll see, you can get it a lot sharper because there's no need for autofocus at all. It will work, it's not, it's not a problem, but you can make sure you get it perfect with manual focus and you use live view as well. It'll be so much easier. Another thing you could use as well is a wireless shutter release which eliminates any camera movement when you're pushing on the shutter normally if you push on the shutter there's a little bit of you put a little bit of movement through there you don't want that these little wireless releases 
I think Nikon and Canon, I've seen them online for like 10 bucks each. They work really well. Um, you can get some other ones with timers on. They'll cost you probably $50 and up, which those also are good for landscapes because they allow you to keep the shutter open for longer than 30 seconds. They are about 50 bucks, and some of those are wired, but they still work great because once you click the button, you let go of it, and the shutter doesn't go for however long you've set it. Anyway, I'm getting, getting sidetracked. 10 bucks, and you can get a shutter release, no problem. Which lens is the best? Now, I am biased because we have 50mm framework.com, but a 50mm lens is the perfect focal length for still products. For lifestyle shoots, it just depends on the situation. I've used 24 to 70 2.8 lens and the 50mm 1.4. Not, not often, but the odd time when it's been outside, I've done 70 to 200 2.8. It just depends on where you are and what you need. It's no different than shooting a wedding you've just got to choose the right lens for the right right situation but if you're just shooting inside on a tripod the 50 mil lens is absolutely perfect okay so let's cover lighting now you can go really expensive and i mean really expensive in the thousands or you can go really inexpensive so let's go through the types of lights you can use we've got the regular speed light flash the type that you can put on your camera we have led constant lights now you buy those like uh, in panels of different shapes, which are excellent. And then there's the studio strobes or monolights. There are some more expensive ones than monolights. You've got some of these uh, flash heads that they buy with controllers and some of these top studios use them and they cost an absolute fortune. So we won't go into that. We'll start with the monolight. So these are studio flash units that plug into the electricity supply. You can get battery packs for them and use them on site. They are generally bigger, quite a bit heavier, and they work on watts per second. So if you're ever looking into them, it has a W and a small s after it, watts per second. So an 800 watt per second flash is lots of power, loads of power there. If you're gonna get some, you wanna aim for those. I have some Alien B 400 watt units which work great. And the odd time that I don't have enough power, I have some cheap 200 watt units, some Chinese ones that I bought when I first started and started playing with it. I just add those to the mix and uh, get the extra power that I need. In fact, I used to use them in studio, white backgrounds, and I would put one behind the white paper background. It gave a pop of light behind the white and it made it, it made the background pure white and it was excellent uh, with a couple of, Alien B400s at the front and everything worked great. There's lots of different permutations. You'll find out what works for you. If you're thinking of going into studio flashes like these monolights, you can spend $100 or you can spend $1,000 on one or many thousands of dollars. Like with most things, there's, a, there's quite a range in price and quality. You need to educate yourself, read reviews and then make your decision. If you're thinking of shooting products full time, then monolights are a good idea. If you're only going to use them once or twice a year, then I would go with speed lights because you'd end up having too much money sunk into them. And you, well, anyway, we'll get onto the other stuff in a minute. And I go. So LED constant lights, these LED panels. Now they've changed the market over the last few years. The constant lights we used to use were hot lights. Like a lot of monolights have a 
call it a modeling light on it and you you can use those for just lighting up an area just to see what it's going to look like but the big ones we used to use the constant lights were called hot lights and they were called hot lights for a good reason because they got so hot like I, you'd, you'd smell burning as if you didn't get the dust off them they're really heavy on on uh, electrical use they were nasty horrible things and i tried them once and just got rid of them leds on the other hand give off no heat well they got a little bit of heat but and their light is changeable you can change it from white to blue to a reddy color they're excellent and you can dim them as also but they are extremely expensive if you're going to kit a studio out with them the amount of panels you would need you're getting up there way in the thousands i have seen them used for headshots to great effect they look amazing i'll dig that guy's name out what was his name again? I keep forgetting people's names. It's not good. Anyway, I'll uh, pop this guy's name on. You can take a look. He just specialises in headshots. I think he does a course on it. It's pretty expensive, but he designed these lights with Westcott, and they sell for... Uh, they're in the thousands, but the headshots he does are just incredible. All right, next, speed light flashes. Now, we went through this last time with the off-camera flash and the on-camera flash. If I was new to uh, shooting products... I would definitely go out and I would get myself three or four Godox TT600 flashes. And I'd get all you need is one trigger and three or four of those, some light stands, the bracket to put mount them all on, and the translucent umbrellas. You could get away with maybe two flashes, but there's going to be times when you're in situations where you need a third, or if you're in a good sized room and you're doing a shoot with a model, you're going to need at least four. Uh, these flashes will give you plenty of power four of them or even three in some rooms they've got a lot of power and they could light everything up exactly how you want it as far as the cost of these go they're by far the best bang for your buck there is nothing they can get close to them yeah the godox ones look amazing there are some other ones i've not looked into them but the godox ones do everything they're amazing anyway is this a good choice i've got to say shooting products i wish i'd done more of it i did it i did the odd shoot for people here and there that had businesses can you do this can you do that yeah yeah and i really enjoyed it i don't know why i i didn't stick with it anyway i'm always i'm, I'm scatterbrained anyway yes commercial products photography is really lucrative and it's a good way to get your booking sheet full constantly because once you get known for it you're going to have plenty of work like you just do a google search for your town and see how many people list themselves as a commercial product photographer and i'd be surprised if there's any at all if you start marketing in your area people will jump all over it because as good as the iphones are and the the android phones you can produce stuff that's way better than that okay so that's it. That's the end of that. Uh, I'd like to thank Elizabeth for calling in from London. Bless her. I might look into those crowns myself. I fancy one of them. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. The Flickr account that I set up, well, <clears throat> sorry, the Flickr group that I set up for you guys, I'm going to open it up now. So if you go on the website and you sign up, uh, I'll put a button on there for the Flickr group. I'll send you a link and invite you, and then you can post pictures. All right, that's it for this week. Sign up, get on Flickr, get out there, shoot some products, make some money. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>